0: Friends, welcome back to the Stay Forth Leadership Podcast. Before we start our episode, I want to take a second to remind you and share a bit about our effective leadership cohort that's going on right now. If you missed it, we launched a 10-week first quarter leadership development cohort to teach you the 10 core skills of effective leadership. Now, the leaders that are in it are having an amazing time. The transformation has been unbelievable, and we're going to be launching two more of these this year. That's right. Two more chances that you'll have to jump in and be a part of this powerful coaching experience. It's not just a content dump. You're getting time to learn from other people, learn from some leadership experts, receive coaching and implement tools, 10 skills that will help you become a healthier, more effective leader in your leadership context. Now, if you're not pursuing one to one coaching or some form of leadership development and you want to grow as a leader this year and beyond this cohort's for you. It's for you, and we want you to consider joining. And if you want more information about that right now, you can click the link in the show notes, and you can jump on the wait list, and you'll receive information, dates that are coming, all the important stuff, and you can join and grab your spot before it fills up. So jump on the wait list, click the link in the show notes below. More on that in the future, but the Effective Cohort, keep that on the back burner. Don't miss out on that opportunity. Now, for my episode today, or for our episode today, I had the chance to sit down with high-capacity leader and female entrepreneur and mompreneur Allison Caffrey for a very eye-opening conversation about the importance of systems within an organization and why a properly planned system for maternity leave, yes we're talking maternity leave today, creates a healthier culture and helps individuals and teams lead more effectively, feel more valued during someone's leave of absence before and when they return. This affects everyone. It's probably one of the most important systems that we tend to overlook in the business world. And Allison shares some important information about what you can do as you start to plan, questions to ask, and some phenomenal resources. Listen to this one. Share it with a friend. Listen with your team. And enjoy today's episode of My Conversation with Allison Caffrey. Allison, we've been chatting before we started, and it's officially glad to have you here. I'm excited for our conversation today. I think it's timeless and timely is something we say at Stay Forth, but I'm excited to dive in. Before we do, take just a few minutes and let the audience know how you uniquely serve
1: leaders. Sure. Um, Well, first of all, I'm really excited to be here too and to be talking about um, some of the things that are going on a little bit more formally. So um, I am an operator by trade. And what that means is I help leaders and business owners create some structure and systems behind the scenes. So standard operating procedures, centralized project management systems, data visibility, all of the very unsexy stuff that goes along with running a business and being able to make really clear decisions about your people, about your business. Uh, mission about, you know, where you're going, all the things. And so I've always found that um, leaders were more equipped to make better decisions when they've had some of those things at their fingertips. And over the past five years, doing uh, a lot of really cool projects with businesses, owners, leaders, uh, things like that. um, We noticed that we were being approached for uh, maternity leave projects. And it was a really fun and exciting time because, um, You know, it was such a, an impactful time for an employee's life or a mompreneur's life or, or those types of things. And so what we did was we just kind of applied the same um, tactics that we use to help structure businesses behind the scenes to help plan um, really effective maternity leaves where the employee or the leader could go out really seamlessly and come back into the business uh, without a headache. And so those are the ways that um, I've been helping, uh, you know, leaders, entrepreneurs, business owners um, over the past five years.
0: I love that. I I nerd out over systems and technology and things like that too. So it's it's something that I really enjoy, and I think a lot of um, a lot of leaders and sort of the high capacity visionary folks tend to look ahead, and we want to get to where we're going. And you can find yourself having built a thirty five hundred square foot house on something that's made to support you know a thousand square foot foundation. So you realize like, wow, we're extra top heavy. We're missing some key components, and then you're reactively putting things together to play catch up. Um, I think we talked about this before. One of my favorite quotes is from the book, Atomic Habits. And like James Clare says, um, you know, where you're going to go, your goals and plans and things are great, but the systems is what'll determine your level of of success. I paraphrase that. It's much shorter in the book. Um, But we overlook those things. And maternity leave is a big one. We often think of, um, I at least from the male perspective, see it, it's easy to overlook to say that doesn't really have an impact on me. Like if I'm running a team, and I have, you know, a valuable employees, and you have, um, you know, important female leader, mompreneur, mompreneur that needs to step out for maternity leave. You don't often think of what needs to be in place so that one, the business can continue, but two, there's the other culture side of it where um, you want to feel valued. You want to feel like I don't, I'm not going to be in trouble for leaving. I'm not going to miss something. I don't, I'm not going to feel like I have to overburden myself because a lot of those systems are not as strong as they could be so it's neat to see someone like you taking another set of knowledge and meeting the need of you know female leaders out there and it affects the male leaders too from a business standpoint um and an operations point as a whole but what would you say is the biggest challenge right now that you see leaders in that space from your vantage point as it pertains to proper system and a plan for maternity leave
1: Yeah. So I think that businesses are required to do certain things like create Mm -hmm. policies, uh, whether that, you know, depending on what state they're in, um, they're required to do some things or offer unpaid support or centralize some resources, but it kind of stops there. And so what I've been hearing from mom leaders and from business owners is that either, you know, you sit down and you're like, what do I even have access to? Right. So is that information available to your team? that they can feel comfortable just discussing it with you? And additionally to what is the plan to kind of reallocate and redistribute responsibilities? Because I think part of the reason why women are likely hesitant to announce at work that they're pregnant or that they're planning on taking a leave is because A, they don't know what resources they have access to. So they're kind of figuring things out behind the scenes as they're kind of dealing with all the emotional excitement around being pregnant and all things, right? Mm And then additionally, what they're probably worried about too is how it's going to affect their team, right? If you have a close-knit team that's really effective and firing on all cylinders, and let's just say you have a team of... 30 people, one person leaving that organization, especially in that particular department is you're going to feel the, the impact of that, right? Especially if it's over a long period of time, you know, a lot of times they are offered 12 weeks, paid or unpaid is you know, up to the organization and when the state and all of those things, but um, what ends up happening is they feel the mom feels bad, right for the team, because they don't want to leave their, you know, fellow employees and things in the lurch. And then additionally, they don't even know what the plan is, because they're not exactly sure what they have access to and what the kind of prep process looks like so it's it's really difficult to talk about this openly because i think a lot of people feel kind of lost honestly when it comes to planning some of these things
0: to quote alan he has a saying that you know unsure of our direction we double our speed and so Mm -hmm. if you don't know where you're headed with the team you don't know you know that there's going to be this destination that's coming we're going to get there but if you don't have at least some sort of clarity for how you're going to get there you double your speed, you become very reactive, and then suddenly it's there and someone's not there. There's a missing important component, and it brings a level of stress and overwhelm that affects both persons. You want to value the person that's no longer there, but you also want to make sure that what is not there is being taken care of. But if at least the fundamentals and the necessities are there to say, hey, this is how this is accessed. This is These are the things that you should do. These are the things that we would recommend you have in place so that when this person steps out, they're not going to have a fear of like, oh, no, something's wrong. The people that are still working are going to say, hey, you know, we're cared for. Work is cared for. You go take care of yourself because this is important, because who you are matters way more than what you do. And so Mm -hmm. we if we can communicate that and change the culture, um, which is what I think you're doing, I think it'll greatly impact the positive influence in the health of our teams and the health of our employees and, and the female leaders out there. Cause I mean, you there's stories all the time where I have a friend that went and interviewed for a job and um, they just found out she was pregnant. And uh, I think her career advisor was like, do not disclose that you're pregnant. It's,
1: it's actually so, um, interesting that you bring that up. I was talking with a mompreneur recently. She runs a design agency and she was saying that she was going to ink the biggest deal of her career. Um, when she found out she was pregnant, it was a few months later. She was four months pregnant. She's tiny and thankfully wasn't showing, but she remembers wearing and finding the biggest sh- shirt that she had in her closet so that the you know a prospective client didn't find out that she was pregnant. And I was like, just like trying to put myself in that position. I mean, look, I've run a business for the past five years and taken two maternity leaves over the last two years. And I'll admit I was nervous. I, I'm a systems gal. I had a lot of things happening behind the scenes, but I'm the face of my you know, organization. And I do a lot of strategic work with my clients. And I remember being really scared to tell them I was pregnant. I was like, what does this mean for me? And so I think before you can really be confident in announcing there needs to be a more approachable support system behind how moms take maternity leave mm-hmm. and how they transition in and out of the business. It's um, it's a big challenge, I think, to think through, especially as an employer, right? So it needs to be kind of a two-way street, right? The employer needs to communicate and figure out what they need to be able to be able to support moms through this, right? From an operations perspective and, and that whole thing. But additionally, moms need to understand too, like we need. To to speak up and say, hey, look, no, we feel like we need to be supported in this way. And it's really, um, I think it's a almost a taboo topic sometimes, because I can't believe that in 2022, there is a story out there still, that moms can't announce they're pregnant when they're going through the interview process, right? If that company had an easier, more visible plan in place to usher that mom in and out of maternity leave. Not only would they be able to put that on the recruiting kind of, you know, market, like marketplace, um, you know, job description and listing and all those things, right? Making themselves more marketable, making themselves seem, you know, like a more culturally, you know, kind of um, helpful I'm losing my train of thought here. (laughs) A more culturally kind of forward, I guess, um, organization, but they would also decrease the costs that, you know, basically of losing that mom down the line, right? We talk about misproductivity costs. We talk about restaffing costs. We talk about retraining costs constantly, right? That is probably going to be, a lot higher in comparison to the money that you may lose as somebody goes out and somebody's redistributed with a different responsibility, right? So I think as we start to think about some of the long term effects of keeping our people, keeping our people happy, keeping our people healthy, it ends up being something that can compound in a negative way over time if we're not supporting moms through this and truthfully it's definitely worth saying you know the dads as well right because dads although not physically you know affected as much by you know welcoming a new baby into the home they also have a severe lifestyle change at home and so that can affect health it can affect performance at work and so if moms and dads feel really supported through this time I mean transparently I've seen their leadership skills at work directly affected by some of the things they go through at home home you know mm-hmm. they're more patient with their you know people that they're working with they have better communication skills they have better time management skills they're able to manage multiple personalities i mean you name it i feel like you go home to kind of get that quote unquote leadership training of becoming a new parent. And then you're able to show up more present at work. And if work is really supportive of you just going through that, right. Just actually pressing pause and going through that transformation. My opinion is that it's going to transfer directly into the impact that they can make it there at their organization.
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, when we take steps to shift the culture, um, And goes back to, you know, you were brought into an organization. You were brought in to do X, Y, and Z. That's the thing that you do, but it's not who you are. And so when an organization begins to take value in, you know, we see who you are, you are more than just what you do here. And Mm -hmm. the value of what you do here increases if we take necessary steps to help when you need to not be here, to give you freedom to not be here, to go take the leave of absence, to take your maternity leave. We want to support you. You know, and here's a roadmap to say, hey, okay, you know, internally, this is what we're gonna do. And then once leads up to, then this is the execution of that. This is your prep for there. I think if you do, you eliminate a lot of the overwhelm, um, which segues me to my next question. We, we at State 4th, um, we believe that as clarity increases, overwhelm decreases. So they operate like a pulley system. So if you increase clarity incrementally, your overwhelm is going to decrease. Clarity is not certainty. It's just sharpening the view of the binoculars, so to speak. How can increased clarity that comes from a properly planned and executed uh, maternity leave reduce the overwhelm experience by an individual leader and the person who's leading that leader?
1: Yeah, that's a wonderful question because uh, transparently over the last five years, I mean, I've worked with a ton of organizations on just making things more transparent, more clear, right? Where do I find this training? How do I ask for time off? Where do I put my lunch when I come into the building, right? Like those accessible pieces of information really do decrease the anxiety of having to find out who to ask or what to even ask them or all of those kind of things, right? And it really does increase throughput as well related to efficiency, right? If Mm -hmm. a manager isn't constantly being asked or a leader isn't constantly being asked, which what should I do when blank happens, they can the leader right focus on managing more big picture activities, focus on nurturing the team focused on you know, the next level initiatives of the organization. And so When we plan a maternity leave that makes our peers feel supported and centralizes information about how to do their role, we get empathy, we get cross-training, we see the organization supporting somebody through a difficult time, which means that when I go through a difficult time, whether that's maternity leave, medical leave, I'm just having a hard time at home with my mental state or capacity planning or whatever that might be for them, they see the organization supporting that other team member so they know they feel safe. And so that's where we're decreasing some of that overwhelm, where if I am an employee that's doing amazingly, but maybe there's a lot on my plate and I don't know how to approach my leader about that, maybe after seeing somebody go through a maternity leave and seeing how supported they were, they may feel encouraged. They may feel like they have somebody to talk to. And so I don't think that this is just about supporting the moms. I think this is about providing a framework and a pathway for more transparency inside of the organization and seeing our our peers supported through really, really instrumental times in their life, right? As we grow as human beings, we're taking all these different steps forward and in different directions on who we are and how we parent and how we keep up our health and all of those things. And so if an organization can support you through those things, I just think that's going to just completely transform a team. I mean, and keep them forever.
0: <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, it's roots before fruits, and what you're doing is you're looking at people less transactionally and more relationally. And so you're you're not you're telling people and you're showing them you're more than just a cog in the wheel. Um, you know, you are basically you're a relationship to be cultivated, and an asset to be equipped. You know, you're not just, you know, yes, you're increasing profitability and. You know, whatnot, but you're also a human being with felt needs and we want to support you. And I, I I hate to go back and talk about it, but I think we see a lot of that shift having come out of the pandemic and the craziness of the last two years, this big shift towards more of a, you know, relational connection as a whole. And a lot of these shifts are starting to take place. People are speaking up more, you know, you have the great resignation that's taking place where people are like, oh, I can leave this unhealthy environment and go do my own thing. But if we want to mitigate that and keep good people around we need good systems in place and as you said it doesn't just benefit the one person it benefits it there's ripples that bleed out and it elevates the health of the entire organization um speaking of which health before impact so many leaders out there pursue and do you know, the end game the goals where they want to get to and the the fruits of their work um oftentimes at the expense of health and to listeners i'm not Health is all-encompassing, not just physical. It's physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, all of it. Um, When we have a properly planned system in place for making sure that someone's cared for um, when they step out for maternity leave, in your experience, how can that have a positive impact on the health of an individual leader?
1: I mean... Where doesn't it, right? I think, Um. I mean, first and, and the probably biggest one is mental, right? If you're not hanging out, super stressed, googling 10,000 things, wondering who they should ask about what piece of mat leave or how they should plan or who's going to take over their position or how they're going to train that person or how much time it's going to take that is one less thing that an expecting mama has to worry about. And one less thing, perhaps someone who's managing an expecting mama needs to worry about. Right. And so I think that mentally, when we talk about stress levels in um, pregnant women, I read that it's actually more detrimental to have a ton of stress than it would be to have a glass of wine or two. So like alcohol is actually less effective on a fetus than stress levels are. And so if we start talking about the actual health of the mom's mental state, the health of the baby that she's growing inside of her, we start to think about how can we decrease her stress levels the most. And I personally think that we talk about, right, like workload, family problems, and actual physical health, right? Like those things are going to actually impact so greatly how she just kind of sorts through some of the stressors that are happening. I mean, especially if she's a first time mom, like I remember my Google search history was crazy. Every time I had a little pang or a little like weird thing, I would be like, oh my gosh, what's going on here? I don't know what's happening. And so I think, especially as you're growing your family, lots of things are shifting, right? Your relationship with your spouse is shifting, your role at home as a leader now, right, is shifting. And you're in a position where perhaps your finances are shifting, perhaps you even need to move, right, because you're looking for school systems. And so there's a lot of things behind the scenes, I think, that leaders um, don't understand that are kind of going through mom's minds when they you know, usher in a new family member. And for that conversation to be a little bit more open and a little bit more approachable, I think it's going to directly impact obviously the mental health of the mom, but then the physical health. And then obviously, as we're going out on leave, if we have an amount of time to heal physically, I mean, listen, birth stories are all over the place, right? You have moms with very peaceful births and you have moms with very traumatic birth stories. I mean, I have a very good friend um, who was pronounced dead after her birth and then she came back to life. I mean, it was, I'm honestly getting goosebumps. It was incredible. They did a post-mortem C-section on her and she woke up a couple of days later with her son and was like, What do do I do? Where do we go from here? And so that mama's road to recovery is a lot different than, I mean, frankly, my two births were, I'm so blessed to have had such incredible births with both of my sons. Um, But that's not every mom's story. And when we talk about resting and repairing and restoring post-birth, I mean, moms go through a lot of physical Changes. They have a lot of physical recovery to go through and the mental recovery of the hormone regulation and then top off with breastfeeding. I mean, it's all health. Everything is health. You have to be intentional about how you spend your time, how you are really focusing and being present with yourself, with your child, with your spouse. It's, it's very, very, very overwhelming. And to add you know, work stress or stress from running a business or leading a team, it just seems like an extra thing. And to be totally honest, I find that especially when I took my first maternity leave with my first son, Frank, I started to resent my business a little bit. I was like, I'm thinking about all the things I've still got stresses going on. I'm running my team. I'm leading my team, but I'm trying to be here and be present and heal and be with my son. And I felt like the business was another thing, although I love my business. I really do. But I started feeling these feelings of resentment. And I was thinking through this as a first time mom might, if she's with a business employed, and she may be in a position where if someone's, you know, not letting her have that time, she may feel really encroached on. She might feel like this is just not acceptable. And it might put a bad taste in her mouth on that. And I think the rest and recovery of our moms is is just totally... I can't say enough about how important it is and how much we can press pause. And then when a mom returns back to work, knowing that she's leaving, perhaps the most important thing in her entire world, right, the way that moms show up during the time that they're spending away from their families, I personally believe is some of the most impactful time because they're willing to leave their family to come and make a difference at your organization. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, if we can empower more people to think like that, more owners, more leaders to think up that way about how they usher their folks into and out of maternity leave, I wholeheartedly believe that this is just going to be a totally different conversation.
0: We speak in terms of next step to stay forth. Everyone has a next right step. You you may not be able to run a mile, but you can take that next step. What would be a practical next step for somebody to take who's unsure of what's there um, to take?
1: Yeah, I think that going through an exercise, um, which I really like to um, do at least once a quarter for myself, it's called my perfect week. And I really sit down and I take an assessment of okay, what were the big initiatives I was handling this week? And how might that need to change based on me trending toward a more fulfilled week in my work life and in my personal life. So let's just say, for example, when I was planning my maternity leave with my son, Frank, I was like, look, I spent all day on Tuesdays, doing all of my team development and all of My leadership um, stuff with my team. And for the most part, I know now that when I am going to be either out on maternity leave or when I'm coming back in, those times need to be blocked for me to breastfeed or for me to be doing this other thing with my family. And so, starting to map out some of the changes that you want to see just in your day to day, something that was also really important to me after we had kids is I don't work on Fridays. I like infamously don't work on Fridays. And so, I loved that because when I was starting my business, right? I was by myself. My husband was in the military at the time. And so he was off on trainings and doing those things. So I had no guilt working Fridays, working till 8 p.m., doing all the things and kind of pouring into my business. But then when I took an honest assessment of how my business was growing and the amount of time that I was putting into it, I understood then that I needed to create some systems and also empower my team under me to groom new leaders to be able to take over. So take a really solid assessment of how you're spending your time, how much time you're dedicating to work, how much time you're dedicating to checking in with team members and and doing those types of things at work and where we might need to see that shift happen. Um, obviously, when leave is being taken, right? And then additionally, when we return back from leave, and we have other things on our plate, right? I think that was probably my biggest mistake when I had my first son was I was like, you know, I've got all these systems in place for work, and I'm good. But I didn't take into account some of the things at home. And so really, when I started to weave it into my calendar to say, listen, I don't have a job and a life, I have a life and a part of that is my job, right? And so It's a whole kind of more holistic view. I had a coach one year um, tell me that when I'm planning my quarter to put my vacations with my family in first, my workouts in second, (laughs) and then the family time in third, and then the business stuff in fourth. And I felt like that has always kind of carried with me through things. And, you know, we need those times to press pause and reset. And frankly, I get my best ideas on vacation. I don't know about any of you guys. But it's so wonderful when you start to like let that stuff flow in. And it's it's just, I think, paramount. So start with your calendar, in my opinion. I
0: think taking a proactive, a proactive approach because um, the world's reactive and you can either reactively respond to a reactive world or you can proactively plan for it. Um, we have a tool at, at State Fork and we coach leaders through it. But in our journal that we have on the right side of the journal, there's a spot every week for you to calendar in um your rest day like your sabbath day like when you're going to take time off to rest because our culture has a backwards view of we like it's a great song everyone's working for the weekend but we're like working and striving to get to a place of rest we should work from it um so calendaring those days and it say this is going to be my time where i'm going to rest this is going to be my creative time this is my time away and then committing to it um don't just say it in your head put it on your calendar put it in a journal um you're making an accountability contract with yourself at that point. And so when it comes to planning ahead saying, Hey, this is what it's going to look like the next three months out, writing those things down. I think you're right. You're, you're helping yourself lower the burden of stress, creating clarity. And at least you may not have certainty. Obviously there's, you're not going to have all the variables, but you at least know these are the guardrails on the side of this road. And that's where I'm going.
1: Exactly. Yeah. The non-negotiables, right. Mm -hmm. I think that was something that my husband and I did really well. Um, We both are, I would say very good communicators, which is, which is unlikely for the most part in in a lot of relationships. Right. I think there's always a good one and perhaps a bad one. Um, and so, or maybe just not to their strengths. And I remember thinking with him, I was like, what are our non-negotiables? I was like, when we become parents, what do we need for ourselves? Um, And one of his was working out, he cherishes his workout. And I definitely am an active person as well. But I need to feel useful during the day, meaning I want to make something I want to help somebody that's like where I draw my strength. I Mm -hmm. love being useful. Like I I see myself as just a walking tool, like as awful as that sounds like I just want to be useful. And so I think that for me, like the workouts were kind of the second thing, which I think was helpful to me. Um, But it was good to just know where he was coming from. And I think too, I don't think he knew where I was coming from, because he was not really totally understanding how I functioned in the business. And so even just having conversations with the people that are close to you, and talking about some of the things that you're working through and kind of structuring your week and telling your spouse or telling your direct reports or telling your managers and leaders tell them, just say, Hey, listen, these are my non negotiables. Like, I have to pick up my son at 3 30. And how can we make that work? Mm-hmm. And I think if we come from a place of, you know, just honesty and transparency, Um, It's going to be so helpful for us to find an end solution. Um, I listened to a wonderful audio book called expectations versus agreements. It's written by Steve Chandler. And he talks about crafting agreements with your folks on your team and the people in your family, instead of just thrusting these expectations on them. Like I expect you to react this way when I do this We can't control that. And so just telling someone where you're coming from and allowing them to meet you where they feel it's comfortable for them, I think that's going to be a huge win-win. So that's another great resource too for parents who are starting to think through some of these changes and for leaders who are trying to just kind of account for all of the ways that they might discuss some of these things um, and some of these changes with their teams. um, A really helpful one for me.
0: That's great. Well, I've loved this conversation. Some of the big keywords I hear um, overarching is communication. Mm -hmm. Um, You have a voice, use it, communicate, plan, be proactive and be honest, but honoring. Um, Mm -hmm. That's the last one. So we have, we all have expectations. We all have um, intentions, but we can't, we can't do anything with the impact on the other side of those things. So if we, we leave an open invitation to say, Hey, this is what's going on. And all of what you're doing is creating a, creating a framework for yourself that will give you clarity, reduce Mm -hmm. your overwhelm help you have plan for a healthy leave of absence. It's very similar. We do, we, we do sabbatical coaching and say so forth. And it's very similar to how we coach leaders to plan with the person who's taking the sabbatical, but also their team to say, Hey, this is what's going on and what to expect leading up to this person is not going to be here for seven or eight weeks. And then they're going to come back. And so what does that look like? So it's, there's a lot of similarities there. Um, and so this is really great. And I just, I'm encouraged to see how the ripples of what this does to the organizations that you're able to help. And I think it's, it's a simple conversation to have, but it takes work to implement. You know, change always takes work. Hey, Change always takes work. So um, this has been really fun, but take a second and just let the audience know how to connect with you. If they have questions about, you know, how do I plan my maternity leave? How do I, how do I implement these things? Where can they get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so, I super enjoyed our conversation. I'm also very accessible. <laughs> so, you can uh, check out some more info on mastermaternityleave.com. I have a bunch of resources there for expecting moms and leaders who are planning to usher their moms out on maternity leave. Also, if you're a mompreneur listening and you just found out that you're expecting or you've been expecting and you're like, my business is going to fall apart, there's resources there as well for you. Um, I have a checklist guide that is super helpful for anybody who's planning has some of the activities that we discussed. Um, Very, very exciting stuff. But yeah, you can also send me an email at Allison at mastermaternityleave.com with any specific questions that you have based on our conversation. Like I said, I am super excited to talk about all these things. So I'm extremely approachable on any questions and just helping folks um, have a bigger um, and easier conversation about some of these things.
0: Nice. Well, this has been fun, guys, listeners, the links and information will be in the show notes. So be sure to check those out. And as always, Allison, this was fun. It was great having another on the podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks, Jonathan. I really enjoyed it.